0: Modern Mediocrity Podcast. nice. Thank you so much for listening on today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a special guest and we have an amazing topic. Uh, This is a topic that I feel uh, is needed, though I am not uh, a married man yet. I feel as though this conversation is needed because it just is. The title that we are going to be discussing today is called Even After I Do. And I'll give us a brief synopsis before I welcome my listen. I mean, my my special guest on. Um, I think sometimes even, you know, with me not being married, I think sometimes we look at marriage as that is the the, the end goal. I, I am dating this lady or I'm with this guy and marriage is the, the, the goal. Well, I think it should be. The start, I think it's the start, like I think that when you get married it's supposed to be the start of how you uh treat the person that you're supposed to start treating them better because you this person this is the only person that you are going to be with forever for the entirety of your life, so how do you make it better? What do you do to get better, and I think when people say I do, they just stop doing. <laughs> So, I have Dr. EJ on with me, and I'll allow her to introduce herself, and then we'll jump right into the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. EJ. How are you?
1: I am well. I am well. I am Dr. EJ, and I am a transformation coach. I help women, primarily, okay. go from victim to victorious Duh. in the marathon of life.
0: Yeah. Okay. I like that. That was short and sweet. Short and sweet. So, listeners, like I said, we have an amazing, and amazing topic, uh, even after I do. So, we'll jump right into it. First thing that I'd like to jump into is uh, what does, this is kind of a loaded question, Dr. EJ. Uh, what does I do mean to you? Like, you know, being a woman uh, that said I do before, can you give a perspective like pre-marriage and post-marriage? What does I do mean to you now?
1: Okay. So pre-marriage, there was a level of immaturity. Okay. So pre-marriage, I do meant save me from myself. Mm. Pre-marriage, I do meant validate me as a woman.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, give me status that I'm worthy, that I can be loved, that I can be uh, accepted, that Mm. you know I'm different by do meant for me. Okay. And it's with many who marry from level of material. Right. Now post marriage my idea of marriage and I do is partnership to commit myself through a faithful covenant regardless of the circumstances you know I'm I'm still faithful even though the honeymoon phase has passed away you know I'm I still honor the vow that I made first to God right Okay. And
0: oh. yeah. But, I, continue if you like to <laughs> continue if okay. you like to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, um, the question poses posed is you know, I do, meaning marriage. Okay. You know, and I mentioned about the faithful covenant. Like, right. regardless of what's, what's happening regardless of what's going on and so a lot of times we miss what marriage really means mm. you know and if I could just paint a picture it's going to take us into our next question I feel okay. like okay um, but painting a picture from the scriptures, in the scripture, and I'm paraphrasing. If you're a Bible scholar and you're listening, just come with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scripture says that, you know, I'm married to the backslider. Okay. Marriage. I'm married to the backslider. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you put those things together, when you really think about the marriage that God has with his people, and then we, as his people, decide to make that display public. Mm. So that marriage has to already be in place. Mm. Because what you are going to find out is whatever your marriage is in the spirit, so shall be in the earth. So if you are not committed to God prior to marriage, it's going to show up in your natural marriage. Mm-hmm. If you are an infidel in your relationship with God, meaning if you're unfaithful, if you have idols, if you have uh, multiple gods, if you're not worshiping you know the one true holy God, if it's going to show up in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because your 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 physical marriage, your natural marriage in the earth is a complete reflection of what your relationship with God is like.
0: Good. That's good. I like that. That's good. Um, I guess I'll give my pre uh marriage, right? Because I've never been married before. Uh what I think um I do mean. Um It isn't the basis. Well, I would say it's the basis of what um, people see or some of what people see. But to do, I do to me means um, I vow to do everything that I need to do for you, for myself. And what that means is everything that I'll do for me, the way I love me, the way that I will put me uh, in a place to never hurt myself or to never do anything that's going to disappoint me, and that's how that's what I will do for you. Everything that I'm going to be for me, I will make sure that I'll be that to you. You know, like I always say in my at the very end of my you know, my podcast, you know, always be what you hope to receive. And and that that verse well, that little mantra matters to me because I always try to treat people the way that I want to be treated all the time. And if I love you you then that's only going to heighten how I truly feel about you so when when I think about I do that means I do even when I don't I I do <laughs> I do love you even when I feel like I don't I do cherish you even when you make me mad I do um, decide to be there for you even when you make me mad or even more argument I still do even if the circumstances don't look like what it did when we first got married I still do So that's my little spiel on it, <laughs> per se. All right, so we'll, I guess we'll jump right into the next thing. Even um, so, after I do, I feel like that is when the marathon begins, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when the work begins. What What is your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, I mean because again when the two become one that's the process of the 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 natural thing right i mean the two becoming one it is spiritual right then 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 natural so what does your oneness and your unity with christ look like prior to the marriage and then how do you walk that thing out when you decide to say i do in the earth it's like the uh the public baptism you know what i'm saying when we get baptized at church that's that outward vow that outward demonstration that i now belong to christ so now I'm married I've had the wedding I have the ring I have the marriage license this is an outward display of me belonging to this man or this woman for the purpose of oneness and unity now I heard you say for your pre you know about loving this person as you love yourself and being good to this person as you are yourself and i like your your your, your pre-concept right right but the race or well, the marathon because it's not a race the marathon see a marathon you have to train for a marathon. Right so you can sprint real quickly right get to the altar quickly, but absolutely. then when the marathon begins, do you have something to fortify you when you get out of breath right is there something to fortify you when your tongue hanging out your your, your mouth and your partner and ain't, 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 can't even bring you a cup of water you know right. what what does that look like you know what I'm saying right so you're absolutely correct the, the The marathon starts mm. after I do because right. now you have to take my issues and your issues mm-hmm. now they finna mm-hmm. live together you know what I'm saying <laughs> yes, they finna live together they finna <laughs> eat together they finna right. cook together they finna right. pay bills together Right, and so everything that comes from your background and your preconcept of what marriage is, and then their preconcept of what marriage is and their background, it's kind of, it's gonna kick, kick, boom. Right, but this ain't working out. Absolutely, I, don't really feel, I love, I love them today, but I don't really feel like showing them love today. My right. feelings hurt. You know,
0: absolutely. Gotcha.
1: So yeah, you know that when you. that it, when that oneness <sighs> begins to happen, and all these preconceived notions are trying to come together and intermingle and fight for the the spot, you know,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, they fight for the spot. Uh, I was I was listening to you talking, and the one thing that I kept hearing is uh, <laughs> I was thinking about a scenario, right? And, and it's something my uncle said to me, but it, it wasn't in these words. Um, in my mind, the way I look at it is either my God and your God is going to mesh or my demons and your demons are going to fight. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but that's, that's a part of like, the marathon. Exactly. Exactly. Either my God and your God is going to mesh or my demons and your demons are going to have it out. And, and that yeah, is where you America. and and that's where you you get to for me, I feel like of course that's that's where it begins. I think it begins even before I do, because you should be building a base to substantiate what's going to come, right? It shouldn't be I'm going to marry you today to be to prepare to be a married man or to to, to, prepare, to prepare to be a married woman. I should already be that before I become that, right. So I feel like when you get married, that is when you start to think differently because it's, it's not just me now I don't have to just look for I don't have to just lead myself I don't have to just make decisions just based on me because everything that I decide as a man right as a covering every every decision that I make as a covering it in turn goes down okay. so everything that affects me at the top is going to affect you under me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I have to make decisions that affect not just myself but everybody right it has to be bigger than me Has to be bigger than what I feel about this thing. It has to be bigger than how I see it or how I've done it prior to me becoming a married man, right? (laughs) Right. So I feel like everything that I do as a married man has to be different. The way I talk to you has to be different. I can't talk to you the way I used to because now you have, like, now I look at it like some people. When you, when you are in love with somebody or you love somebody, the way you speak to them may, you may say the same thing that this other person said to them, but it may hurt them differently hearing it from you because the way they feel about you matters more. Mm-hmm. So you have to speak to them differently. You have to lead differently. You just have to be different. And I think you have to go into that. You have to go into saying, I do being that way or preparing, like you said, to be that way
1: absolutely and i mean that's that's what a lot of the problem in the single the time of singleness like you know a lot of us rush 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 because we're tired of being alone and we don't want to be alone not understanding the work that goes into understanding your triggers understanding Um, that just because this little mom them taught me doesn't mean that it's right. Absolutely. you know. And then you don't want God to prepare you for a husband or a wife. You want God to prepare you for your husband and Absolutely. your wife so that you can have that specific um, thing that right. lets them know in the tone of your voice or when they meet you, your um, your scent, your, the, the, your style of dress, like everything right. you will know it's like, boom. Right. But if you're not in the mindset of preparation and your singleness, then that, that, that takes away, you know, Absolutely. from, from, you know, where you're headed to. True. And then also yeah. let me add, um, What do you do? What do you do when God make you man? How do you respond? Mm. Oh, that's you know. (laughs) How do you respond when God beat him, pissed you out? Mm. And I'm 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 speaking real, right? Like that's real.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I guess I'll, I'll I'll. well, I, I ain't going to try to answer. Well, I ain't going to say I'm not going to try to answer. But, like, I say this to my to my son, my middle son, because he is one that when he's mad at someone, he's mad at everyone, right? <laughs> when he's mad at one person, he's mad at everybody, right? And I guess this can apply. Well, not really, not comparing him to God. But I always tell him, I said, if I didn't cause that problem, why am I getting the the reaction that you're giving me when I didn't cause it? For me, if I'm if I'm affected by anything or anyone or even uh, a no from God. Right. And I know that it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. I would not subject myself to people at that moment because I don't want to hinder what God could possibly do tomorrow because of my Mm -hmm. actions today. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that's that's me, though, because I I, I, I've become adamant about that. Like, I don't want to treat you bad today because I'm. I may be mad at God or I may, I may be mad at someone else today, but then I'm going, I don't want that to affect you. Like my uncle, I've never seen my uncle take out frustration on anyone because of what he was going through, like ever in my life. I've never seen it because he said he did. He, he would always tell me like what I go through. You don't deserve that because you didn't do it to me. Like you you don't deserve what I'm going through because you didn't do it to me. And so, you know, as a young boy, I didn't get it. But, like, as a grown man, now I see, like, I know he was in pain because he was born with three holes in his heart, right? He had three, three open-heart surgeries, right? He was in pain. He was limping a lot of times. But every time he saw me, had a smile on his face. That pain, I didn't cause it, right? But I to be honest with you, I probably didn't even deserve the smile that he gave me that day. But I got it anyway. Because his, yeah. his love for God meant a lot more than his, his pleasure of what he felt for himself.
1: And that is the the position or the practice that a man and woman should strive to have in their marriage because when God upsets us with the not yet daughter, son, not yet, and you want it now.
0: Ooh, that hurt, on it?
1: It don't feel good. <laughs> or when you can speak a word it, this was me like I got to a point where I was speaking to people speaking into their life prophesying to them about situations and it was like boom boom Ebony, I can't believe this I can't believe this I, I, I and I was crying myself to sleep at night mm. In complete anguish because you have me speaking to these people about their life. Right. And, and you're answering their questions, and I'm I'm suffering. I'm 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 dying over here.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like you, God you says that
1: you're, yeah, your your time is expired on that, sweetheart. I done already elevate you and you ain't you still trying to catch up. Yeah. You don't you don't need your faith built in that area? I need your faith built in another area, mm-hmm. and but it takes time, it takes time to get there, you know what I'm saying, right? And so that's when that relationship, your relationship with God, plays a major role in your marriage,
0: absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <sighs> alright so we'll, we'll jump right into the next thing um, why do you feel like like men and women become complacent after the yeah, I do you know why do you feel like complacency because, happens
1: because it's kind of like I remember hearing an old uh, wise woman say whatever you do to get me
0: Mm, is the thing that you that. have
1: to do to keep me.
0: I heard that when you was from the ready
1: And so we will pull out the red carpet when we try to impress somebody. Won't Understand? we
0: do it? Won't we do pull
1: it? Pull out the red. We want to open up doors and you know we want to keep our hair done and we want to make sure we're prompt and always available and then once we get that ring oh and the mm-hmm. wedding is over with oh and mm-hmm. the dust doesn't settle oh mm-hmm. I got it now I ain't got to do all this mm-hmm. you want to do what <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> you know and so you you, they stop they stop dating Yep. Remember I said that it's, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Right. So a marathon, you have to, you have to keep training,
0: right?
1: You have to keep training. So that means that you have to go out on dates. You have to check your communication. If counseling is, 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 is something that could benefit the relationship, which it can, it doesn't matter if everything is great. Counseling is always going to benefit your relationship from time to time. So that it, an intimacy like really understanding the the spiritual side of intimacy and not that physical side of intimacy and you, people become complacent because they just stop like i think you said earlier they see marriage as the end goal mm-hmm. and not the fact that you have pledged to serve this human the same way that you serve god himself that's mm-hmm. a covenant Absolutely. And a covenant has to be worked. Faith without works is dead. So you have to do the work. You have to continue the work.
0: Mm, and you good. have
1: to first and foremost know that my husband and my or, or my wife is not my enemy. Mm. This is not my competitor. This is right. my partner. This is my God ordained partner a lot of people like to say my real mate however you want to put it but god crafted this person at the very beginning of the earth when he was speaking things into existence he thought of he thought of me to craft this person just for me
0: mm. Mm.
1: this is not my enemy this is my my god mate
0: mm. that's good that's good. I think. I think for me, I think a lot of reasons. I'll speak from the male spectrum. Like even even when dating, of course, I know dating and marriage is a lot different. But I think that some men feel like <clears throat> I've won the prize, so I don't have to do anything else. So once I got you, once I got papers on you, right? That means that you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere because because that says that you belong to me right but uh-huh. but i don't think that men think about the fact that god got papers on us and we belong to him but yet he don't make us do anything it's a choice uh-huh. it's, it's a choice gotta you got to choose you got to choose to serve god you got you got to choose uh-huh. to be where god ain't going god is not going to come anywhere that he's not welcomed right and so if right. you look at that in a relationship or in a marriage why would I want to be somewhere where the love isn't welcome to me? It's not freely given to me. I got to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Why should I have to ask for something that you players to give to me? Right. <laughs> right. Why, do I have to, why do I have to ask for it? You was giving mm-hmm. it to me before I gave you my I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, were, you were dating me. You were flowers every Thursday. You was romantic but... getaways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but the mask comes off absolutely you know what i'm saying absolutely the mask comes off and then you have to really deal with that person yep and and that's why the courting stage Mm -hmm. i never understood this until i really broke these words down engagement That does not mean I'm putting a ring on your finger. Let's go plan a wedding. This is in enga- when you engage a person. We got that's that's us having a meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's mm-hmm. have a meeting of the minds. Let's engage each other in conversation. Let's engage each other in, in some of that rawness. Like you have to, as an individual, make a decision that, okay, I, if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, I might not need the, to wait until after I do to um, take my girl law you know, so he can see hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being realistic. I, he, I might not, you know, need to have a girl on all the time. You know, maybe when we see each other, and we going out on a date or something, I might need to just oh, it ain't an hourglass. It's more like a you know two-liter bottle.
0: <laughs> so let them see the real sometime and see if he are gonna choose him it. Let
1: them see the real and see if you're gonna choose it. Like don't wear your lashes all the time, ladies. Be naked and unashamed, not nude but naked and unashamed. Men, same difference. It's impressive for you to take a woman to a, a nice restaurant and spend all this money. But don't do that in Michigan next week. <laughs> you know?
0: The seven homes <laughs> way to try to, <laughs> to try to look good.
1: Yes. Because that's not that—that's not realistic. Because you're going to set me up to expect this for the rest of my life. When the right. truth of the matter is, you are an honest man. You're doing the best that you can, and best that you can, and that is good enough. You know, we're coming into this partnership so that we can build.
0: You also got to look that's, at, that's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cutting off. That's
1: the power. that's the other part of it. Like, we, we're we building. We have to build a friendship. We have to build a relationship.
0: We mm-hmm. have to build a
1: prayer life. We have to build the finances. We have to build a family. We, we're, we're, we're coming together to build. Mm. And you can't build on a lie. You have to have a foundation of truth.
0: Absolutely. I was going to add to something that you said, you know, about, uh, about how uh, guys... Uh, will you know take her to a nice restaurant or wine a diner but and i i think that that is and i'm speaking from the male perspective of things that i've seen and i've witnessed i think that Mm -hmm. a lot of men do that to uh supplement what they lack so i'm going to wind you because i'm going to wind and dine you here because i can't tell you when Mm -hmm. i'm mad or i can't tell you when i'm angry or i can't tell you when i'm in love with you because because I haven't yeah. been exposed to that before. I haven't exposed myself to that. And if I expose you to that, you won't see it. But if I'm giving you this over yeah. here, you won't look to the left. You get what I'm saying? It's always yeah. some incompetency. So we have to build on the parts that we know that are good on this side so that you won't look to the other side. All right. So we'll go right into question number four. Um uh, we just talked about why do you feel like uh, men and women become complacent after marriage? Uh, can be done uh, to combat complacency after I do. What can we What can we put in place mindful love?
1: We can understand that marriage is a ministry. Absolutely, it's the ministry of reconciliation. It's a ministry of restoration because when people see married couples what they need to see is the love of God they need to see in human form what it means when God says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you like That's what they need to see. And if you, if people would think about the things that we do in our relationship with God, even when we are on our A game, we still can do something to make God want to walk away from us, but he never does. He never does. And we have to have that same mentality about our mates. So what can you do to combat complacency? Serve your mates. Serve them. Plan things together. Go out on dates. Um, allow your mate to be an individual and not um, a, a do girl or a do boy. Uh, meaning if you're not doing what i want you to do i'm not happy you know uh, understand right. that this is th- this is an individual and and our marriage is collective so he has goals and dreams just like she has goals and dreams and they both should serve each other to arrive at those things because that supports the common goal of unity and partnership And then something else that I made a decision, listen to me, I made a decision that I wanted to adopt in my next marriage is a mission statement. Mm. Every company has a mission statement. They have a mission statement. They have a vision for their company that gives them something to be reminded of uh, uh, of of their why you know what I'm saying it it, it reminds the employees of the why you know so in a marriage if there's a a vision for the marriage and a mission for the marriage and the family then that's something that both the husband and wife and the children can collectively participate in
0: true
1: and it, it will keep that entire family grounded. So, and don't be so stuffy. Don't be so spiritual and deep that you ain't no earthly good. You know, you and your you, you, you and your mate can have fun. Like I've been saved for real for about seven years. Like come like and sold out you know seven years. When I tell you I have fun, I don't do a whole lot right and whatever right. I do, I have fun and I don't have to like get out of my character to do so. So that's how you combat complacency and don't model your 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 marriage after somebody else. You know, let Jesus, let let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit do best. You know, and that's provide direction and comfort and intel into what you need to do.
0: Okay, I I, I agree with that. I think that where where I feel like we can combat it is is we'd be open, we be mm-hmm. honest.
1: Mm-hmm. We, have,
0: we have dialogue about where we are. Right? And if I feel like something isn't going the way that I feel like it needs to go or, or it's something that I desire from you that I'm not getting, my job is to say it because I can't expect you to read my mind. I can't expect you to know what I need, without I verbalize, I what I need because all of my needs you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you.
1: Right?
0: Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know mm-hmm. if I didn't tell you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that it it starts there. I, I think that it starts with communication. You know, whether it's well, both verbal and nonverbal, because we you, we if if you know your person, you know that even in talking to you, right? Even in looking at you every day, I should know that it's something going on with you before you tell me. If I pay attention to you,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: communication. 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 It is crazy how humans (laughs) do not understand the value in communication. And I'm not just talking about the surface stuff. We don't understand using I statements instead of you statements when you use you statements you're blaming you're shaming you're guilting your partner when you use i statements you are really communicating hey babe i felt devalued when you said this right you know i i didn't i didn't i didn't feel you know real loved when you when you when you did this right here right right you know instead of you pissed me off or you made me mad because that's that's defensive and that's communicating the offense. True. That's not communicating the act so that I can be conscious not to say this or do this because you it makes you feel devalued. True indeed. You know, True indeed. so absolutely communication.
0: All right. So that's, that just jumps. Go ahead, go ahead. Were you finished? I'm gonna that's let you finish. Probably
1: first. about I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh that's probably about ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. Gotcha. So that means that you have to pay attention, attention on a whole different level.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So from a woman's perspective, when you said early, you know, uh when you said I do, did your perspectives change as a woman? Like the way you, of course, the way you view marriage now versus the way you viewed it then.
1: Um. Can, hello.
0: Yeah, I'm see here.
1: Okay, I didn't catch that last part.
0: I said, like, the way that you were when you, prior to marriage. Like, did your perspectives change? What I mean is the way that you do things after.
1: Y- yes. So. When I answered the question previously about, you know, my I, I idea and understanding of I do pre-marriage, that was also my, you know, how I came, how I came into my marriage. Um, initially, I was, I was reared in a single parent home. So my mom did everything and we did everything. Right. It wasn't a, so you got six girls and two boys. One is a baby boy and the other one is in sports all the time. So you got all these girls doing everything. We took our trash. We cooked. We cleaned. We did everything. So when I came into my marriage, initially, everybody going to do this. I, we right. got no gender roles now everybody gonna cook you want me to do what no I did it last time <laughs> so right. that was my mentality and because I was trained to be a leader in an indirect way I was trained to be a leader so if it, if it's not done it's got to get done Even if it's a responsibility, you're supposed to do it, it's got to get done. And that caused me to emasculate my husband at the time. Right. Yeah. Because you're not moving fast enough. You're not doing this like it needs to be done. You got like, you don't know how to do blue, 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 blue. So the second time around, though, I was able to understand you are a lady, you are a woman. And you have responsibilities. He has responsibilities. The one thing I think you said something about this earlier to treat someone the way that you want to be treated and that was the shift for me. I right. wanted to be valued as a woman. I wanted to be valued as a lady.
0: Right. And
1: so I I conducted myself as such you right. know I, I, I stopped doing the things that um I was doing prior to like I was doing everything so I just you know began to scale that back the things that he could do I allowed him to do those things and if he did them he did them and if he didn't he didn't um, but I learned from my mistakes you know, from the first time, and so my perspective changed when I matured right. in, the, in the short form.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That's good, that's good. Well, I, I, I asked that question, that was specifically just for you, it wasn't for me. I just wanted to hear, it. <laughs> I wanted to hear the difference, you know, I, I don't have experience in the I-do section yet, so I wanted to, you know, I want to hear it. So this last question that we'll go over is... Um, it's about intimacy, right? And of course, we know that intimacy means a little it, it means a, it, it's different than, than intercourse. Intimacy means the, the awakening of thoughts, the awakening of ambitions, that type of intimacy, right? So mm-hmm. of course, intimacy is intimacy is always important in any relationship, but I feel like it holds a little bit more weight as a married person. Um, what are your thoughts regarding this?
1: Okay. Does it hold weight as a married, more weight as a married person versus a single person? Yes. Um, excuse me. I mean, yeah, in the sense that you are. Sharing that with someone
0: absolutely, I can understand,
1: and that. of course, obtaining intimacy in your relationship with God and your singleness. Um, you it's you free to bury yourself because ain't nobody that listening to it but you, right? <laughs> but it, g- <laughs> it gives you an opportunity to get comfortable in your vulnerability. So, intimacy in to me see. See, you can only see what God shows you, right? Right. You can you can look at whatever you want to look at, but you can only see what God shows you. In to me, see. So, yes, it does hold more weight when you're married, because sometimes. And just like when you're single, you can't always communicate what it is that you're feeling. Sometimes you can't put words to your sadness or you can't put words to your hurt and your pain. And sometimes you just need to be held or you just need a a, a good laugh. Right. And it's not that I'm trying to withhold information from you, but I'm just trying to work something out within myself. Right. And do I have the grace and space to do that?
0: Absolutely. Can
1: Can you see into me without me taking my clothes off? Mm. You know, can you can you give me the grace and space to be human? To express how these thoughts and feelings have been running me crazy and I don't know what to do with them. You know? Um, And then can I trust you with my personal thoughts about me that's really like intimate. Right. You know? If I tell you when my guards are down, if I tell you something that's near and dear to me, are you going to throw this in my face later? Right. So intimacy, is it, it is about providing that safe space for your mate. Mm-hmm. So you'd be their soft place to land. Right. So you absolutely need that in your marriage because that is what god provides for us in our marriage with him he provides us a soft place to land. Mm -hmm.
0: that's good that's good um i'll answer this one i feel like i'm not i'm not trying to belittle relationships or say that they're insignificant they aren't but i i do feel like intimacy in a marriage holds a little bit more weight because Mm -hmm. in a a relationship you can walk away from it. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you don't want this or this isn't the thing for you, you can just walk away. Walking away from someone that you pledge your life to before God isn't easy. (laughs) It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be easy. You get what I'm saying? Because you pledge your life to this person before God. So even if I'm not feeling like being vulnerable today, I, I, I'm probably going to have to. <laughs> Even though I don't feel like sharing what I feel today, I'm probably going to have to. Right. And to me, intimacy is creating an aura, creating a refuge that only you two share.
1: Right. Yeah. I, oh, I love that. <laughs> that. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Creating
0: a, Creating a refuge that only you two share, where mm-hmm. you can be vulnerable, you can show your brokenness. You can show your unhappiness. You can show any feeling that you feel at that moment. And it will be received in love and then return to you in love. That's what intimacy means to me. When I, when I envision a marriage, when I'm creating an intimate space, that means I, I'm creating a space that you can feel to do and be exactly who you are at that moment. And you can, you can trust me with what you feel. You can trust me with, with your tears. You can trust me with your heartache. You can trust me with your pain because it's safe with me. That moment is safe with me. And when we leave that moment, we'll leave that there. And if we ever need to revisit it, we can always go back to it because that space will always be created. So that's my little take on on what intimacy means. And and to me, when it refers to a relationship, regarding to a relationship, I mean, regarding to a marriage. um, I don't know. I just see it differently. I've always seen myself as a married man, right? I've always Mm -hmm. seen that, but I guess now I'm preparing myself for that. Aligning myself with that, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. And... Men, some men, not all men, but some men find it very difficult because of the way that they're reared and trained. They're trained to keep their emotions at at bay. Indeed. Indeed. And so, that causes the woman to seek emotional, um, get her emotional needs met by homegirls. hmm And Indeed. then the husband is upset because she's spending all the time with the homegirls. Yep. But you're not available. Right. And then not emotionally as, anyway. But we as women don't do the best job at communicating what availability that we need. Right. One of my words that I used to use <laughs> is just because you're a good provider doesn't mean you're a good husband. Mm. I still stand on that because it's true. Right. It, it means you are a good provider. But in the scriptures, when God says that he, he he's a husband because it's in there. And I can't tell you what well, but I haven't read it. It's in there.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: I'm not one of those Bible scholars, but I I I, I I understand paraphrase.
0: Um,
1: but he does not. He's always there to listen. Like it's the greatest love that you can ever imagine. Someone that's available to the entire universe, and when you talk to them, it's like you're the only person on the planet. Like Mm. it's it's beautiful, right? And so. but even he promised a comforter you know what i'm right, saying right so we don't always do a very good job though at communicating what we need
0: and i agree and i think that is because when we entered into the relationship right prior to the marriage we didn't set boundaries or not even that but mm. we did we didn't set we didn't set standards for what we need like we was only pleasing the parts of us that they saw not the parts that they didn't see we weren't asking for those part because we didn't show those parts right and i mean when you get married you expect this person to see it how can i see it and you never show it to me i didn't even know that you were like that i didn't, I didn't know that this <laughs> right. was this side of you right but now you want me to heal that side of you or you want me to uh, appease to that side of you when i, I, I i'm just not learning about it Right. And and that and that goes for both parties. I think that's that's mm-hmm. more so the problem. And then a, a lot of a lot of times, and it's not just women; it's men too. I feel like we feel more comfortable being a mess to people outside of our our relationships than we do to the person that we're supposed to be or mean the world to. If I mean the world to you, you mean the world to me. I should see you in every phase of your life, every state, and still love you the same every time. There should be no other person that you should go to when it's something that that, that bothers you than me. I'm, I should be the person.
1: Absolutely. Now,
0: it's going to be certain things that you feel, like woman things. I can't help you with that. I can listen now. You can tell me that too. You get what I'm saying? But it's certain things that, you know, like I feel like only you and I should share, especially if we're married. No, right. one, should have, no one should have a one-up on me ever. Like ever. ever. No one should ever have a one-up on me. No one should ever know information that I don't know, even if it's minute. Because mm-hmm. if that one time comes back to me, you want to know what I'm going to think? That, what else do, do I not know?
1: Hey, some little foxes. You're right. <laughs> what else do I foxes. not know?
0: Right. So I, I feel like, like, I just feel like it all boils down to communication and, and, and being vulnerable, um, letting you see me, you know? And yeah. Especially for men. Like, I guess I'll say this I, I was raised by all women, I guess that's why I'm open emotionally I'm emotionally expressive and I thought that that was a negative growing up because I'm like man I have a lot of female characteristics like I'm open I'm I'm I don't mind talking about how I feel why I feel like I feel I don't mind being vulnerable at all at any given time I am I love you person if I love you um but most men aren't like that but that was because my aunt and my mom and you know they always gave that to me, and they showed that to me, and they showed me those those feelings and emotions. And I, of course, I reciprocated because I love them, right? And so that was a natural thing to me. That was almost like breathing. And I used to be like, "Dang," when people didn't understand that. I looked at it as a negative, but now I see it as a positive because you got men that struggling, to open up, and they are about to die in the inside, and yeah. do nobody know yeah. it but them and God. Yeah. <laughs> you know and so now I thank God for it because I don't have to hold anything in because I know holding it in only hurts me
1: yeah like that so, perspective
0: yeah absolutely so I mean this has been an amazing and amazing conversation I always uh, give the floor to my to my uh, co-host and allow them to leave my guests with whatever tidbits they want to leave with any little golden nuggets you want to leave Any closing remarks you want to leave?
1: There's a book that um, I've been reading slowly. And on the front cover of the book, the author poses a question. What if God designed marriage to make you more holy than happy? Mm. And when I read the question, I knew that God was about to transform my thinking about marriage because it's it's close and I can always sense when he's about to make a major move for me and I would encourage you if you're single and listening to this podcast at whatever point that you do that you embrace your singleness and you take your relationship with God um, serious because that is the relationship that will sustain you that is the relationship that will make your marriage and keep your marriage healthy because there's nothing um, nothing more hard than to love a human that has hurt you Mm. and so no one has the ability to do that better than your mate because they see parts of you and they know parts of you that no one else does because they are you they are the male or female version of you and so I absolutely believe that God created marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy. Uh And that is okay because you spend your life serving this human who has the same inabilities that you do and abilities that you do and the same ability to respond in whichever way that they choose. And sometimes it's not real happy. Or it's not, it doesn't feel real good. Right. And so as you journey through your life in preparation of marriage, or you journey through your life making a decision to stay married, just remember that marriage is designed to make you holy and to keep you close to God. And that's the safest place that any of us can be.
0: Mm -hmm. I felt that. That was beautiful. Um you want me to go after that? what am I supposed to say after <laughs> <laughs> What am I supposed to say? Say after that. Uh, I guess I I'll, you know, I'll say my little minute thing, I guess, you know. Um I guess if I had to leave anything, I'll say that um I do isn't just what you say. I do is who you are when you say it. Because I, I I think that we take, you know, because I'm saying I do to you, it's coming out of my mouth, right? But supposedly, well, how it's supposed to work is, you know, what flows through the heart comes out through your mouth. That's how it's supposed to be. I always try to talk in love. I try to act in love. I try to uh give Everything that I have out of love, I try my best to. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but that's what I try to do even when I'm speaking to people or the people that I I engage with on the daily. Um, I try to lead in love all the time. And I know that that will um, spill over into that, into that area of my life. So I would say always be open to communicate, um, even when it's hard, even when it's tough. Because I'd rather, if it were me on the receiving end of it, I'd rather you hurt me with the truth than to comfort me with the lie. Because I can, I, can, I can get over that truth because that's your truth. I can get over that truth. But that lie is going to linger because it's not even the fact that you chose to lie. It's the fact, for me, it would be, why do you feel like you couldn't tell me the truth? It's not even about the lie. It's about the truthfulness for me. Or the dependability on you to be able to give me something that I know that I can handle. Did you not trust me with your truth? Did you not trust me enough to come to me and tell me how you really felt? And also being vulnerable. If it's a man, you have to learn to be vulnerable. You can't be who she needs you to be if she don't know that you need it. Or she don't know that you need help. Help doesn't necessarily mean that you need her financially, but you may need her emotionally because you can't express yourself. And she ain't Cleo. She can't She can't tell you what's wrong with you, even with seeing you every day. She can't read your mind, brother. Women, I think that you should engage me more. Ask questions, mm. even if they don't want to answer it. Ask questions. Though he is the leader, but you see things that he can't see. So not only is he being led by God, but he's you're leading him from behind because Mm -hmm. things that he can't see, you are telling you're whispering that in his ear so that he can go forward. He can't go forward. if if what's behind him, not telling him what what to do in, in front of him, you are supposed to be the person that helps him see what he cannot see. And most times when men are fighting battles, we're fighting in the physical, physical, but those battles are in the spiritual realm. And if you're not there, how can you protect us? How can you show me what I don't see if I don't see it coming? That would be my, my information. So modernites, I thank you all for listening. This has been amazing. Uh, Dr. EJ, you are welcome back whenever you'd like to come back. Whenever you want to grace my presence and grace my audience, again, you are more than welcome to come back. Uh, Can you tell uh, my listeners where they can find you if they'd like to, you know, to link with you and, you know, commune with you even?
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We are on Facebook. My Wellness LLC. It is a marathon, not a sprint. We're on Facebook. Okay. You can also access the web page at www.drejthecoach.com. dot dr dot com.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much again, modernites. Thank you all uh, for listening. And I, as I always try to say, always be what you hope to perceive, because at the end of the day, it's always a modern way. It's
1: modern.